recording is running. It's running. Hello, Nikita. Hello, Vasily. Welcome to to Happy Maybe. Happy Maybe, a podcast where two friends talk about pursuit of happiness and other adjacent topics. And today... Today you have something for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will offer you a topic. The topic is, is it possible to be truly radically honest? How about that? Okay. Um, so... Tell, say, say more a little bit about this. I, I, have, which, I have so many thoughts. I always do. But let's start here. Yeah. Why, why, why do you ask? Yeah, I'll start. Well, it's one thing that, that we uh, touched upon in private conversations before. And it's, uh, it's a cool one because it sounds like a virtue that you can t train yourself to, to have. Um, you know, be as honest as possible and see what happens and let the consequences shape up the rest of your life exactly in the image of your true self that uh, has no filters and says things that don't make other people feel comfortable by design but only as a, a random consequence. But at least you stay true to yourself uh, and don't need to pretend to be in a good mood when you're not, to be in a bad mood, uh, to be more menacing or I don't know, whatever it may be. It's like, it's like less acting, more realness. That's, that's how it's positioned. And also it, it made me think of uh, the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. So few of them are about that. For example, conceal your intentions. That's to be powerful. Uh, always say less than necessary. So much depends on your reputation, guard it with your life. So some of some of these laws, they talk about as if in order to be powerful, you need to be less open and honest. And that's counterintuitive because we, you know, what do you think about this, by the way? How, how, what is, what is radical honesty? What is true honesty in expression for you? You always have a tendency to drive conversation into a more philosophical, abstract mm -hmm. You have a story? Uh, direction. And I definitely have thoughts and I'd love to have a philosophical conversations about it. Um, I have a few ways of answering and I have a certain answer. I just have an answer for myself to the question that you started. However, what I am really trying us to do more of is to be more personal. We'll get there. We'll get and there. So I guess I would answer. Yeah, I'll, I guess I'll answer with I think that there is a misunderstanding of uh, what's the word that you used? Uh, radical honesty, right? Yes. Um, so I think there is a misunderstanding of what is and what is honesty exactly. Um, and in Buddhism, there is a concept of right speech. There is a right action and a right speech. And what's interesting about the concept of right speech is, and I honestly couldn't find it, honestly, mind you, I couldn't find a, um, what I'm, what I was looking for. There's a like list of properties that the right speech should have to be right speech. And the list isn't just say the truth or when we think about being honest, we think about saying the truth. The list isn't just about saying the truth. The list is, it is, it contains to not say lies lies, right? So saying lies or exaggerating stuff is an aspect of not being true. So that wouldn't be honest. However, the right speech is a bigger concept that includes things like, is this the right time to say what you want to say? Do you have the right intentions to say that what you want to say? And so, for example, if you're, um, the example you gave me, like uh, saying less uh, and, and guarding your image doesn't have the right, well, one might say doesn't have the right intentions. I can remind you, I can remind you what right speech is made of. I just looked it up. What I... It's no false speech, no slander, uh, no rudeness, and no gossip. That's this basic sort of list of things that, that will help you with the right speech. 
Pretty much. And I'm going to try to make it more personal and that's going to be difficult. So is it important to me to be radically honest? I don't know how to answer this. I've lied before. I've lied before to guard my image 100%. I've exaggerated or I hid details when it was good for me. 100% have done that. I have gossiped before, you know, I've done all those things, of course, because I'm a human. Um, would my life be better, happier if I didn't? It's not really clear to me. I do believe in the idea of, uh, I, I remember reading in, in a book somewhere and I can't find, I don't remember the reference, um, but the idea was that every person has a public self and a private self. And then the book introduced the idea of a secret self. So the public self is the one that you, that everybody can see. The private self is the one that you and the closest people to you can see. And there is a secret self as a part of you that literally nobody knows about. And if you think about yourself being a single whole person, like the idea was to uh, narrow the gap between all three and ideally eliminate the secret person so that there, there is no part of you that is secret that you can't share with with close friends and the public version of you ideally um, gets closer to the private version of you in practice it's difficult to do but this would be a part of like imagine being really really honest that would mean that there is no divide between your private self and your public self whether or not it's a good idea I'm not sure there are jobs that require public image and it's a good thing like you don't like for example, imagine a kingdom and the king would say everything that the king has to say about every private detail of a conversation that they have. That would not be functionally a good idea. You would not feel safe having a king like this. And in fact, part of being a leader is creating certainty in the uncertainty. So you are experiencing uncertainty and you make decisions around it. And if you follow a leader or you follow a king, you don't want to know necessarily every single thought that they had. So would this be a good idea to be radically honest in this case? Not sure. Yeah, what if it's a jerk knee-jerk reaction what if you're in so-called bad mood and somebody asks you well, what do you think about the song i wrote or what do you think about the movie i recommended to you and in that moment you genuinely don't like whatever that was you know like i hated it you really didn't like it you know so you could be radically honest in that moment say i really really couldn't care less you know it was not interesting at all but then a couple days go by you think you know what think about it it's actually it was pretty good you know yeah, I, I watched it again i listened to it again it was not so bad you know and it's like okay was it worth it to be radically honest in in that moment or wouldn't it have been better to you know to kind of smooth it out take your time and then respond when you truly have some you know deep thoughts about something uh, or you know how are you you know i'm not so good because i slipped and fell or whatever you know but ask me Five hours later, you know, I'm just fine. So was it worth it to to raise it? You know, was it worth it to be radically honest and share exactly how you felt in that moment? Maybe not, right? So, um, but if you're always radically honest, I don't know, like in a work environment, I, I don't like that manager, you know, uh, and I'll tell him in his face, you know, whatever. Is it smart, you know, to like just you can bring your personal attitude to work environment? Yeah. So, so I, as you can say, from my examples, I'm waving on the side of not being radical unapologetically honest in the moment yeah. where did you get this idea to begin with and i'm still super curious what how do you bring this to the conversation why why does it it's matter a, it, it's in the list of topics that, that i wrote down for the podcast and it's number 12 so i thought it's a cool number uh, but you you, you want it, you wanted to have some kind of a story of why it came up um well there's always something it's, it's a daily thing you know uh, i 
I'll tell you another story. A friend of mine would not agree to go to any restaurant with me. Um, and he would tell me that he's, he used to work at restaurants and he was traumatized by the experience because he had, he was like a lowly waiter and he didn't like to be in that environment. He didn't like to be in the kitchen and in the dining room and all that stuff. And therefore he doesn't want to go to restaurants anymore. Blah, blah, blah. But in the end, the reason really was that he didn't want to spend money. So he couldn't tell me that because it, it was a little bit shameful for him. So he started making up stories that were going around that and I thought just tell me the main reason I'm not going to judge you it's going to be fine it's either I'm going to pay for it or we're not going because I know it's not comfortable for you just don't create additional stories that, do, that, that don't help the situation okay that's one example to me this is an example of where the intention behind lack of honesty is more important than lack of honesty itself so the as often I find that the question itself, when the phrasing is changed properly, has a better answer. So the question you started with, which was, is it a good idea to be radically honest? Um, kind of missing part is... Or is it even possible? First of all, is it possible? I, I, guess, I guess, maybe. But also, why? Why is the much more important question? So you, you can be... you can Because be, I believe it's, it, it's, a, it's a virtue that's universally regarded as, as important. You know, just be honest. Is it? <laughs> Turns out maybe, maybe more in, in folklore than in action. There are many social situations where being radically honest is frowned upon. It's a suicide. Well, it's a, it's a suicide, meaning, yes, like everybody's going to know how shitty of a person you are. But I am more about if your uh, old, older mom asks you sh how she looks in this new dress and you're like, yeah, mom, you're fat and old. You look shitty. Stop asking me these stupid questions. Because that's kind of, you know, that's that's true. That is radically honest. But again, honesty is not... It's radically honest. Uh, Could be. Necessarily... <laughs> virtue in itself. Yeah, but I like how you steered it towards right speech. I think it's, it's a lot more relatable and useful toolkit than just speaking your mind. And here I have to bring up again the concept, the, the, the practice of circling that I started with in, I think, the first episode we had. Because circling is a practice uh, where there is no instructions on when you should speak up and what you should say. You can find often, I found often for myself that I want to I'm not entirely sure what to say and when to say it. And then I had to start asking myself why I want to say it. And then I thought that I wanted to be honest. And then I discovered that as, uh, if I were to be really, really honest, it would not bring any good. So I started evaluating my... No, no happiness. Yeah, you know, the average happiness in the room wouldn't be particularly high. But even if it wasn't so high, it would also not be um, the new... Way of measuring it, I discovered for myself was I, I started calling it useful. So instead of saying the right speech, I'm saying the useful speech. So am I? If if I'm saying this, is this well useful to me or to anybody? If if I'm saying this truthful thing, is it going to be a good idea? Is it going to be useful? Is my dishonest comment going to be useful? We're crossing the line in, into moral dilemmas. Like, is it okay to lie if it makes the situation better and, and brings happiness? Hey, lunch is coming in 30 minutes. I never made a call. <laughs> no lunch is coming. I had this experience when I was at the uh, Monastic Academy in Vermont for three months. I remember I was very sad and I just decided to stop talking because I couldn't, I didn't feel like I have anything to say. So I thought I'm going to stop talking. So instead of choosing, is it a, you know, truthful talking, not talking, I decided just 
be silent. And so they, they had this little tag that you put in yourself that said, noble silence. And noble silence means that you're silent. Uh, and so I did. What I discovered was that I was part of every conversation in my in in my thoughts. If I could hear two people speaking, I immediately formed opinions about the people speaking, and typically my opinions were quite critical. And I also had a conversation and a comment about everything that any one of them had to say. That was a disaster. I'm like trying to be silent while in fact I am speaking. So I think that the line between mental speaking and actual speaking is relatively arbitrary. Like there is this framework called IFS. Um, we talked about it earlier where the idea that you are not a single individual, but you're a collection of parts and all these different parts are different, almost like different characters in the video game, all taking up different roles. So one of the roles is the role that the, let's call the manager, the manager takes up that decides if this, what you just thought should be spoken or not. And so I think that it is a lot more important to discover the thoughts that you're having than deciding whether or not to say them. Cause if, even if you don't say them, they're still there. Why am I saying this? I, th I had a point, but I lost no, it. I like this. I like this. It, yeah, it, it's it's a nice rap. Uh, it, it's coming back to it's not to be confused. Being radically honest, like it's not the same as impulsive expression. Uh, it's it's more of a signal because you don't have to be radically honest with other people. You can be radically honest with yourself, which I probably is a lot more useful. Uh, if, because if you if you can see what manager in your head you know receives what kind of folder with what kind of ideas, and they are uncomfortable or weird or you know you know evil or whatever. Like okay, well that's that is what probably very judgmental. Yeah, <laughs> well this is what the manager has to deal with. Why where do they come from? You <laughs> know. Why is it? Why is it even on 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 the docket? Like, what are we what are we reviewing here? So, I think it's important to be radically honest with yourself, and IFS certainly helps. We, I'm so looking forward to us talking about IFS one day. Um, one of the blog posts that I had early on was titled "Stop doing Stop doing the right thing for the wrong reason." In it, I was trying to emphasize that there's many things you can do. You can meditate and go to church. You can do all those socially acceptable good things like donating money and volunteering and being radically honest. But you can do all of those things for the wrong reason, just like you can do the socially unacceptable things for the good reason. There's not really a. I, I don't believe that. I don't really. I. I, I I don't want to go into the moral relativism because that is too intellectual of a conversation for me and I don't have a good answer. But I think there's some good good thoughts, good uh, extractions that I'm happy we touched on. Uh, and as always, we'll leave our listener with a few open loops and hopefully closing. Let's we close the couple. Close it up. Thank you, Vasily. Until the next time. Cheers. Cheers.